Hello and welcome to Britpop Bantar. My name is Kevin and there's still sick Leslie. Hi there. Ah, oh, that's not too bad. Yep. Oh. Still not going away. And you're still suki as. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to give you a hug. I don't want to be sick. So you have been sick. <sighs> Has it gotten any better? No. Well, a little bit. Peaks and troughs. Yeah, it's just the stuffiness now. Okay. Let's get through this and then you can go to bed. Um, all right, so we are episode 22, Charlatans. Woo! It's a little bit better. All right, so Charlatans at number 30 with telling stories. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, Britpop Banter. Email Britpop Banter at Gmail. Questions, ratings, give us some of those, please. Guilty pleasures and send us your questions. So, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Les... You're still sick. What did you think of the last week's episode? I liked it. I think we did. Uh, we did it justice. Yeah, we did it, it justice. Was an enjoyable episode. It was. <laughs> but I thought we did a lot on dodgy. Probably maybe things about dodgy people didn't know. No. I think. I was really happy to talk about dodgy. I liked. I liked the episode, and it was just great to just to to hear dodgy. So. Um, and it was good to get uh, ninety seconds of grass work. <sighs> did everybody enjoy that? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's not live, is it? No, sadly. I don't get instant feedback. No, 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 you It'd don't. It'd be fun if we did. And thank you to everyone for wishing for you to get better. That was nice. That there was a couple nice. of nice tweets about that. Um, we've got a couple of things. Did you find out the Rod Stewart song that Dodgy apparently stole? Maggie May. Okay. In the middle, if you go and listen to that track, mm-hmm. and you and it's like... And then it goes into the little guitar bit in the middle. Okay. It's a very slow down version of Wake Up Maggie, I think I've really? got something to say. I need to go and, and, and listen to that. Tell you. Okay. Also, you were high as a kite last week and you made a bit of a faux pas, which people came at you for. What Charlotte's album is it? Oh, between 10 and 11. I don't know. You were very sick. Very sick. I so didn't even realise I've done it. Just give her a break, people. Um... All right, we got a review, okay? And I like this. This review is actually a bit special. So you remember ages ago, feels like ages ago, we got a review from the Mizzo, and it was quite detailed and thorough, and we read some bits out, and we took that person's feedback on board, and we made some changes and stuff like that. This is a bit of a new review for us. It's brilliant. Oh, jeez. It's called Love This Podcast. This podcast is getting better and better. The recent episodes have been fantastic and inspired me to get back to listening to the music I grew up loving. Great job, Kevin Les. So thank you, Mizzo. Yes. Yay. Honestly, guys, if you have any feedback from me and Leslie, we will absolutely take it on board as best as we can. Um, so I'm really happy. Thank you so much for that. That means that means a lot. Um, Les, you've got a new list you've been taking us through, which is a hell of a lot better than your last list. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Go on, what's the list? So this is Enemies. Top 50 Britpop songs of all time, voted by... The listeners. The readers. Readers. It's, it's a magazine. Yeah, that's right, of course. God. Go on, sorry. So Maybe today, I'm getting your goal. Maybe today, 40 to 30. So 40, if we remember last week, was Olympian by Jean. Oh, it's a good list. 39, yes, McCalman and Butler. Oh. Love that. Can you sing it with your voice? Yes, I do feel better. Yes, I do. I feel all right. So, side note, uh, there's a CD I got recommended from Ian called Brit, Brit, Brit Beat, which is uh, 
all live songs and it has McCalman and Butler's live version of that song. Is it good? Glorious. Like, just amazingly gorgeous. Carry on. Lovely. Number 38. <laughs> In Between Our Sleeper. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are great songs. 37. Ice Hockey Hair. Super Furry Animals. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. interesting. And they appear again at number 36. No Super way. Furry Animals. The man don't give up. A... 35 <laughs> Road yeah. Rage Catatonia Oh god Who voted for that? That should be nowhere near that chart No, no. There are much better songs by Catatonia than that That is horrendous Away Okay 34 Showgirl by the Auteurs mm-hmm. Number 33 A Girl Like You Edwin Collins So it's in a Britpop list Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You're going to get angry about this, I think, because it's quite far down. Um, 32, Wide Open Space, Manson. Bollocks. Yeah. Well, 31, Waking Up, Elastica. Oh, come. Yeah, yeah. I'm still angry. I'm going to get angry here. Uh-oh. Go. Number 30. Some oasis. Shouldn't be anywhere near this chart. Oh. Wake Up. Boo oh, by the Boo come on. Bradleys. No, thank you. Cross that one off. <laughs> so I'm just going to change it to something else. No, that's... Uh, that got ahead of wide open space. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And Olympian. <sighs> and in between her. Sometimes. That's okay. okay. Because how did the Boo Radleys do in our top 50? Ba-ba! <laughs> <laughs> I love this This is a really really good list Yeah it's fun Happy Better than the other one I mean that bored me Never mind everyone else No it was alright It was kind of uh, it was just... It's because I actually thought It was going to be interesting To see what they How often Britpop would appear Okay But it didn't So no. I just wish I hadn't bothered <laughs> uh, Anyway Alright Shall we get into Our homework For the week Oh yes Oh yes so we had Indoor Pets and Idlewild. Who do you want to go first with? Let's do Idlewild. Who are Idlewild? So they're a Scottish band from Edinburgh. Lovely. Uh, I've actually been in the same pub as Roddy the Singer, having a beer. Really? I tried to pretend I was having a beer with him, but that's a stretch. <laughs> I'll go with that, though. Aye, Had sounds... a beer with him in a pub in Edinburgh. Brilliant. Sounds Brilliant. lovely. Um, They've been around for ages, right? Either one. They're a band that I really liked uh, early two thousands. Okay. So a hundred broken windows is a great album, mm-hmm. first album, and then the remote part. The remote part is a brilliant album. I need to. I don't know why. You held the world in your in your arms, which I sang last week. Mm-hmm. Um, won't put you through it again. No. Nope. Um, is a great song. They are two amazing albums. Um, they actually played at the opening of the Scottish Parliament. Yes, they did. Thank you for that. So, uh, look, really popular Scottish band. Okay. Lots of my friends at that time really enjoyed them. I really liked them. Okay. Um, So I was really excited to hear their new album. So this is their 10th album. It's called Interview Music. Mm Mm-hmm. NME, right? Free from commercial constraints, Idlewild are reinvigorated. Interview Music is their best work in 17 years. They seem driven by the joy of making music great again. It won't change the world, but rec- but the record is but record is a wonderful world all of their own. It's poor grammar, but anyway, uh, four out of five. Enemy gave it. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. I did not give it that. Oh, really? You didn't like it? Uh, okay. Good tracks. Dream Variations, great start. Like that. There's a place for everything. Yep, agree. Um, all these words. Mount Analogue. Um, mm. Lake Martinez. Wow. Oh, you've gone for different songs for me. Lake yeah. Martinez is amazing. Like, one of the best songs I've heard in a while. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, but just... What? How can you say... Okay, what? Go, go, go. Only that song. The rest are good songs. The rest... There's a couple of skippers. Um, what do you think? So you said... The all... song Interview Music, the title track, don't like it. Yeah, I, I see that. Get, it starts good. Mm-hmm. And it whinges on. And you're like, oh, end... It did, like, it annoyed me, because it was like, oh, it just began, it, be, it became unpleasant to listen to. Oh, that's not good. Just that track. Um, but look, I, Lake Martinez, I really liked it. I think that's a stunning song. That's the sort of thing, sort of track I would expect from Idle Will. Okay. Yeah, it was um, a bit weird. Yeah. I, I can't say I found it an easy listen. Okay. Um, oh, don't know if I'd jump into it again. I'd probably still go back to their older stuff. Okay. Uh, six and a half out of ten. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Purely for Lake Martinez. So this is the first time I've ever listened to Idle World, and people have been talking to us about them for a while. And um, I, I look Dream Variations. You talked about. There's a place for everyone. You wear it second hand. I really like that song as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost didn't notice the call out about that song. They do this. The the drums. So this, the, the music all starts, but the drums bring in... They come in really at a low volume and rise, and then they go out again, and then they come back again. And I, I, I really like that. I don't think I've ever heard that on a track before. Um, Miracles is good. All these words you mentioned, I, I thought it was okay until the very end, and then I was like, that is a stunning song. Great song. Same things, twice, I thought was okay. No. Look, for me, not like... I, I, I didn't know kind of what style of music... I had this perception of what Idlewild was. And on some songs I went, that's who I think they are. And then on other songs I went, oh, that's quite commercial. That's quite mainstream. That's not what I expected from them. But I actually enjoyed it. I actually will delve into Idlewild more based on, you know, this album. broken windows in the remote part. Listen to them first. Okay. For me, you give them six and a half. I gave them a seven. So uh, I actually actually really enjoyed what what I heard. Um... I wouldn't rush back to it, but if, again, if we were to chuck yeah. it on the, the old stereo, I'd be like... Did you like Lake Martinez? I've not. I've actually not called it out. Wow, go back uh, and listen to that. Okay, all right. Uh, so, Indoor Pets, the album is Be Content. Very, very different to Idlewild. I mean, totally opposite. Go talk to me about these guys. Okay, so... Debut album from the UK, from Kent. Um, how would I describe them? It's kind of that... It's not dream pop. It's that. It's You're this... close because they've they've described themselves as dirty pop music. I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know. Well, you were going dream pop, dirty but pop. But it is. There's a lot of this kind of pop hybrid of indie stroke commercial. Pop. It's, pop. We, it's yeah. It's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Quite a bit from. of it. Yeah. Um, look, good tracks. High is a great start to the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Heavy thoughts. Yep, like that. Like that one. Um. Pro procrastination, I hate. Mm-hmm. Don't there's a couple of skippers. Look, talented, look, talented young band, and I really hope they do well. Um, and they will because I think this is a genre of music that's coming through because I'm hearing it a lot. So they totally will do well. Yeah. Is it for me? 
no. Um, I probably put it in that same Oriel's bracket. Yeah, that I can totally agree with you. Um, whereas Spin had a bit more to offer for me. Um, I so totally agree. indoor pets for me, five out of ten. <sighs> okay, I see. See where you come from. So uh, DIY DIY magazine said this: indie pet indoor pets are primed to take on the indie pop world with a treasure chest of bangers. Make sure you're along for the ride. Four out of five. Okay. Oofed. Yeah. So um, look, the ver- same as you. Good high spill. Heavy thoughts. Good enough. Teriyaki. Meh. Procrastinator. Like uh, cutie pie and bloated. The the chorus of that that stick in the mud thing. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not a fan of that. Um, and my amnesiac. The thing is with this band is on the songs that I I'm not a massive fan of. There's always catchy hooks. Like there's always something catchy within that song that I that I like. Um, but they're a little bit too heavy for me. Um, I think, like you said, Spin was that sort of perfect fit of new. Um, this is more around the Orioles for me. Six and a half. Oh, okay. So. Look, not bad. Definitely some good songs in there. Um, but not for me. Doesn't seem like it was for you either. Um, next week, Les, we're going to dip into the, uh, dip into the well of a band I really like. Oh. But I'm keen to know. Actually, we've never talked about this band together. Oh, wow. Django Django. Oh, I love them. Marble Skies. Oh. Last year's album. So it's... Um, it's not this year, it's 2018, I think Marble Skies came out. And also Jay Tennant Escape Roots we're gonna do. Jay Tennant. Like the lager? Yep. That you had at The Proclaimers. <sighs> Go on. When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be So you went to the Sydney Opera House? I did. I went to the Sydney Opera House to see um Proclaimers. I walked up to get a drink and I was like, hold on a second. They were selling cans of tenants behind the bar at Sydney <laughs> Opera House. And I was like, thank you very much. How much was a pint ten of $10. Uh, and it was still in the can. Uh, $10 for a can of tenants. But had that? a couple. And the um, place was full. Was it? Got chatting to the people next, next to us. One was an Irish guy, but he was married to a lady who... I'd lived in Leith for years and they moved out here mm-hmm. and she was just like loving it. Right. Sunshine on Leith, the track took the roof off. Beautiful, oh. beautiful song. Obviously 500 miles. You sent it, you posted um, a video of that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on my way. Oh, I like that song. That was brilliant. I do like that song. Um, they, did all, they did all their bellers. Okay. So it wasn't like they Postcard had an album from America. Out. Did they do that one? Yeah. I like that Letter one. from America. Letter from America. Because um, it wasn't an album tour or anything, so it was just them. So they just played all the songs all that the you hits. know and you love. Oh. And, every, and there was more tartan that you could shake a stick at. <laughs> Scottish accents all over the place. I'd had a pretty full-on day and I was... Well, you, you were know, still sick as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a pretty full-on day. And then I was like, oh, you know when you go... Oh, do you want to go? I'm knackered. But I've paid for it and I do want to go. But as soon as I got there and they started and I'm a can of tenants, so I'm glad. You had a smile. I did. Oh, that was lovely. Like, it was good fun. Uh, how did we get on to... The... Jay Tennant. Talk, Jay Tennant. Talk to me about him. Um, so Jay Tennant, he's on Twitter. Um, I can't remember which album this is. Look, we'll talk about Jay next week, all right? But um, very similar music taste to the music we listen to because he always posts music about what he's listening to for the day and they're always bangers. Like, I always like what he's listening to. So um, kind of that... 
Pete McLeod. How did you find out Paul about Weller. him? Just on just Twitter. Yeah, I think okay. he's very active on Twitter. Django Django. I've really liked Django Django. I did, I did not know about this album though. I knew they had two albums and then this one. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know they had a third album out. So I'm really happy to talk about Django Django. If people do not know what we're talking about, and it sounds really weird in our language, I cannot wait to promote Django Django. All right, so it's Django Django Marble, Cla- uh, Marble Skies and Jay Tennant Escape Roots. Shall we get into guilty bloody pleasures? <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to sing it or do you want to play the jingle? Play the jingle. Play the jingle, guilty pleasures. This is brutal. Take that. Everything changes. Yep. Standout tracks, pray. <laughs> um, all I do each night is pray. Relight my fire. Relight my fire. I mean, they got Lulu there. Um, why can't I wake up with you? Another crack in my heart. And babe, especially at the beginning with that phone. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Sorry, the person you've dialed is not here. In the time, this is what I've always found. So let's just, I just want to talk about why this album means a lot to me. Yeah, please do. So this came out in 93. So I was 12, 13 years old, however old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it, right? And I loved Mark Owen. And I thought he was like the best one in the, and because he was just like cheeky and funny. I always never really liked Robbie. Um, <laughs> uh, even then, from a young age, <laughs> had good taste. Um But then Babe came out and I just loved it. When I've listened to it now, because I swear I haven't listened to this album for years. Oh, it's awful. Then (laughs) the story behind it, because I remember probably really moved when I was young. So first of all, the phone thing. Beep, 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 beep. Nobody, they don't live at this address. What I find fascinating is you're asking this person to take you back, right? But you've obviously not called called them in such a length of time. They've managed to be pregnant and have your kid... And the kid's old enough to have your eyes. Because that's the lyric. What song are we on? Babe. Is it really? Yes. Oh. Because I'm like that, right? There's one thing, you're broken up and you lost touch, even though you still love each other. But this, the lyric is like, he's got my eyes, he's got my smile, and he's standing at the door, so he must be at least two. Oh. So she's been pregnant, she's pumped out this kid, kid's old enough to have his eyes and his smile, and he wonders why the phone's disconnected. What a dickhead. <laughs> of course it is. What do you think was going to happen, Mark? <laughs> I did not go that deep on Take That. Well, I didn't when I was 13. But now as an adult, I go, that's a bit shit. <laughs> Might make any sense to me. Um, but this album has not aged. The oh. only track that I think has aged well is Pray and Relight by Fire with Lulu is a bit fun. But the rest, you're like, oofed. Grim. It's, this album is grim. So this is a second album. It's after Take That and Party. I hate early Take That. I really do. <laughs> I will say I am glad it's this album and not Take That and Party. This album is just so, so 90s. And I was like, obviously listening to it. And I'm like, I wish we'd played a drinking game. Every time Take That say the word heart, we drink. You would be hammered by track four, I reckon. So, good. Pray. Love ain't here anymore is okay. You are the one, okay. Another crack in my heart, okay. And babe. The rest, everything changes. Wasting my time. Relight my fire. 
I hate that song. I hate it. Whatever you do to me in the meaning of love. Do you know what I dislike, right? <clears throat> there are two sides of the coin with Take That, right? And so there's people who like the old stuff, but not the new stuff, and vice versa, right? I like the new stuff. But what that means is, whenever I see something by Take That, I have to go through the old stuff. I hate it. I, I just it's it's cheesy and I get it's a nostalgia piece, but it's horrible. This Leslie was not fun at all. It was three out of ten at best. Three out of ten? At best. I would give it a four and a half. <laughs> I did, I put a little rating. I thought, no, I'll give it a um So four and a half, that means that's your oh no, you gave the sugar baby and the cardigans, but take those out. That's your highest cheesy nineties guilty pleasure. Is it? Because mm-hmm. the rest you could, we've given threes and fours to. Eternal, Sugar Babes. Oh, Eternal you gave a seven. Sugar Babes I gave a seven. Seven. Didn't Cardigan's it? a seven. But, you know, the, you you liked those bands to begin with. All right, so... Yeah, this did not age well at all. No. no. I actually thought this was going to be like a nice little trip no, down memory lane. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Ghastly. Are you ready for mine? Oh, not really. We hinted on it last week, Les. Oh, no. Who is it? Chris Rea. Which album? No, I don't know any of his albums. How would I know that? Chris Rea. Oh, funny story about this. Right, so Chris Rea, the album is Auberge. Oh, that's the rubbish one. That's the one that was... Right, do you know what's funny about this album? What's wrong with this album? Brilliant. So you know now, you know there's like, there's about five albums in your life, right, that you recognise that are always in the bargain bin of a record shop. (laughs) Always. This is one of them. No, it's There's not. always a Phil Collins one. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah. This is always in it. No. I'm telling you. Someone's put it in there by mistake. That's always in there. Always. I. Oh, Bears. Great song. Um, I can't wait to sit down and listen to this oh. album again. So I had this. How did I get this album? I got it from the library. <laughs> oh, it's even worse. <laughs> I got it my library card when I was like, I must have been 12. I think because this is the album after Road to Hell, and I like Road to Hell, and then he did Auberge. Love this it. This is the Road to Hell. Right. It's going to uh, be my Road to Hell, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, that teach you. You threw Take That at me. I'm gonna, I looked at my list and I went, you're getting, you're getting crap. That's what you're getting. Can we do a poll? We've not done a poll for a while. No, what do you want to do a poll on? Would you prefer to listen to Take That or Chris Rhea? Done. Done. Let's find that. We'll do that. Are you think? Do you think Take That's going to win? Yes. Really? Yes, I do. Okay, let's let's see how we go. And with I that. haven't lost a poll yet. No, you haven't. It's true. Me, this one's fifty-fifty. All right, Britpop One Liners. <laughs> Cue the jingle. Britpop One Liners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of junk. No, That'd be funny. No. That'd be funny. No. All right, Les, you ready? Uh huh. Let's go. Why have we not done this? Leslie, one-liner, Boo Radleys. Absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Can't, don't like them. Don't want to listen to them. They're not in the chart. I'm going to get hammered. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Les, audio web. Oh, um, underrated band... Like a favourite of mine, underrated band, enjoyed listening to them again. Good, I'm glad. Okay. Uh, Les, Travis. Hmm. Travis. Used to love Travis. Mm-hmm. 
hasn't aged well. Oh, you think? So not as well as I thought. This has been an in- so doing the podcast. I'm sure, we'll talk about them, but um, used to love the man who, and I actually used to love quite a few songs on um, their first album. Mm-hmm. Good feel it, but I, yeah, I don't go back to Travis often. Oh, that's surprising. Okay, all right, done. This week's album, The Charlatans. Okay, so it's telling stories. Before we get into that, shall we talk about your feelings towards this album? Yes, please. Oh, gee, where's... straight in. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm just going to lay all my cards out on the table here. Okay. So I table. have regrets rating like so badly. We have not said ratings regret for a while. I have it so bad because. I understand that this album would, given all the criteria, would always probably always come out on top. Mm-hmm. But it's not their best album, in your opinion. But I don't, by I don't think any, at all. What's the best album? The best album is I think between tenth and eleventh. Okay. Or some friendly the first album. Okay. Reason being, okay. my favorite, um, none of well actually one. Apart from one to another on this album, all of my favourite Charlatan tracks do not appear on Telling Stories. Oh, okay. So, my favourite ones, like everybody knows the only one I know. And then, first album, Weirdo, amazing. Tremolo Song, amazing. End of Everything, love it. Um, And If I Fall, it's on the Wonderland album. Beautiful beautiful. song. And none of my favourite songs about the charlatans are on telling stories but I know it was their most popular and I know it's the one that people would know them for the most unless you're into Britpop and all the rest of it and I'm look I'm glad we're talking about it because we could talk about the charlatans because I know they're not on your radar I know you're not a big fan so I'll take what I can <laughs> at least I could talk but um, I just hope I just think that I just regret I should have pumped these other albums up higher just to even this was your highest rated album I know I don't know why I don't know why you did it and that's why it's here this was your highest rated charlatans album no and I think I was taking everything else into account and I I don't know why because I I do like like, don't get me wrong I like this album because again it was in that it's in that time the other albums are before my time Mm. like I got into them later yeah okay I can't I'm not gonna sit here and Pretend that I liked these albums then. way before. Yeah, okay. I knew of the only one I know, and I loved the song then, before mm-hmm. this album. Okay. But really, I didn't start properly getting into the Charlatans before this album. But when you go back and you listen to their albums, this is not their best. Okay. So, I just wanted that. I just need that to be on the record. It's on the record. Maybe you should take the ratings more seriously next time. But I think... <sighs> You, something must have prompted you. You must have... Because you obviously you, you gave this the highest rating. Um, and then maybe once you've done that, you've gone back and listened because to the I other Because I did. Albums. I came back and I listened to it properly and I asked you to change it and you wouldn't. We were locked in. It's locked and loaded. We don't, like, can I just answer me this and just make me, either make me feel better or it won't? Right? Yeah. If I had changed my rating for between the 10th and the 11th, mm-hmm. would it have made any difference? Uh, it would have depending on the score that you gave it. And the problem with you 
is I'd have given it a, a seven and a half. Probably wouldn't have been enough. I'd have given it an eight. See, you say that now, but you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. No, no, no. Because if you do, because you're you're such a hard rater, and with this exercise, you were really tough on some albums, even the good albums. So you would but, have had to have to mark it up quite a bit. And also, when it came to the was it on your radar, you'd have probably given it zero. Which one? That between the tenth and eleventh. Probably. So it didn't really. It would, but that's what I'm saying. It would make me feel are... better if you just tell me that it would have made a difference. Yes, fine. It would have made. I mean, no, no, difference. no difference. No, no, no difference. Okay, none so, at all. Um, can we? Can can everybody just go out and listen to between the tenth and eleventh the tremolo song, the end of everything? Weirdo. Let's do a poll. Oh, go lots on the polls this week. Yeah, you haven't done anything for ages. Go I was thinking that. I was trying to think of a poll to do this. There week, you go. You got it? two off the bat in this episode. You just stuck the V's up at me. <laughs> That's really mean. Sort of getting your ratings wrong. All right, well, so, they're not wrong. Just regret it. Like it. So this is my favourite Charlatans album, right? And you were a bit all over the place in terms of You're what you're such a sellout. Well, uh, all right, let's get into it. So the album cover, the band are all dressed in black against a white background. Released on the 21st of April 1997. I had just turned 17. This is their fifth album. The previous album was just a self-titled The Charlatans. Um, it got to number one in number nine, in 1995. Too. I know, they're all good. Well, now you think they're all good. What followed it was Melting Pot, which was a compilation. It got to number four in 1998. That's a great comp as well. Totally agree with you there. The, la- the label, Beggars Banquet Records. Mm-hmm. They also had Biffy Clyro. Any thoughts on Biffy Les? Actually, good good um, segue. It's not a segue. I wasn't thinking about them, but um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I have wanted to talk about them. Really? Yes, oh, great Scottish on. band. Okay, they do the most amazing acoustic cover of "Umbrella" by Rihanna. Do they? Go on to YouTube and find it. Oh, we'll love to, it. We have to post that. All right. Okay. It's. Amazing. Really? Yep. Okay. And I just thought, where did that come from? That's random. Um, Biffy Clyro, really underrated band. Okay. All right, good. Give them a listen. The National? They've got a new album out. I know. Put that on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. The Cult. Okay. Producers, the Charlatans, Dave Charles and Rick Pete. Dave Charles, he's done the other Charlatans albums and he was the engineer on the movie... So I married an axe murderer. So I'm just going to go on IMDb. Oh, we're not going to do this every time I wrench on a movie. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that movie for a second. What do you remember from that movie? The worst Scottish accent in the world. Apart from that. That's it. Do you remember the first 10 minutes with her watching the telly? And he goes, he goes, oh, he's going to be crying on his huge pillow tonight. Because they just make fun it's of his... Ridiculous. It's full on. That's all I remember from that movie. I don't think I ever watched it the whole way through. Uh, while you're checking the rating, which is... Oh, right, yeah. bro. Well, this Good is it. NBN. Okay. At its best. Okay. What's NBN? The National Bloody Rubbish Internet. National Broadband Network. Um, okay, so uh, Rick, uh, we just, Rick Pete, he's worked on the other albums Muse, Bent And he's done a lot of the Ministry of Sound CDs Including all the Chill Out CDs Bent Thoughts on Bent I like Bent mm-hmm. I didn't go down I, I didn't go down the full road with Bent I stayed with the Orbital Sometimes dabbled in the band Played 
but you know what I mean? Love babies. Yeah, okay. Uh, recorded in Mono Valley and Rockfield Studios. 11 tracks. Four- 6.4 out of 10. Wouldn't watch it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, 11 tracks, 46 minutes long. Chart position, number one, for only two weeks. Oh, really? That yeah. surprises me. How long was it in the chart? 40 weeks. What did it knock off? Depeche Mode's Ultra. Oh, Ooh. good album. What knocked the Charlatans back off? Spice Girls. Oh. Yeah. You ready for the charts? Yeah. <laughs> you do, you're sounding heaps better this week. Thanks. It's good. You're more energised than everything. All right. Number 10, Ultra, Depeche Mode. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Number 9, Ocean Drive by the Lighthouse Family. Number 8, Dig Your Own Hole by the Chemical Brothers. Oofed. Is that their best work, Leslie? Probably. Or uh, uh, Surrender. Really? I love that album. Is it because of that Scott um setting sun and like, Hey Boy Hey Girl. Yeah, okay. Um I'm gonna I'll call it, that's the best work. Uh it's number seven, Pop by U two. Love that album. Is that a guilty pleasure? Can we sneak that in? I don't think that's a guilty pleasure. It's just a good album. It's a great isn't it? album. Number six, Republica. Oh, We've never had these guys in here. Because they've only got that one song. Ready to go? Yeah. Ready to go. It's a good song though. Uh, number five, Shelter by the Brand New Heavies. Oh, they're awful. What do they have? It's kind of like R&B. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that lounge Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> we need to do a video episode so people can see what you do. Uh, number four, Texas, White on Blonde. Oh. Number three, In It For The Money by Supergrass. Can that be my guilty pleasure? No, because it's a great album. It's a great album. We we have haters. Hashtag haters said. Don't start that. Uh, we do need to talk about an, that album one of these days. Uh, number two, Spice Girls, and number one, Telling Stories by the Charlatans. Singles, oof, oof. Number ten, DJ Quicksilver, Bellissima. How do you sing that? Rubbish. No, the song. <laughs> that was lovely, but the song rubbish. Very plinky, as you would say. Plinky. Number nine, Susan House by the Eels. <gasps> Susan's House, love that. I can't remember what it goes like. Oh, I don't know what it's Susan. I can't remember. Primal Screen with Kowalski. Oh, number it surprises s- me that's that high. Number seven, I'm a Man, Not a Boy by North and South. That sounds awful. <laughs> number six, Love Won't Wait by Gary Barlow. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Number five, I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. I can't. I said enough last episode. <laughs> Number four, you might need somebody by Shola Ama. Oh, I like this song. You might need somebody. You might need somebody. Love. Okay. Beautiful song. Number three, Wonderful Tonight by Damage. Is that a copy of Wonderful Tonight as an Eric Clapton Wonderful Tonight? I don't know. Number two, Love Fool by the Cardigans. Cardigans. Love me, love me, say that you love me. What movie's that out of? Oh. What? Don't don't know. What is it? Ridiculous. Is it above a seven? Is it Oscar nominated? I to tell you. Number two, so number two is Cardigans. Number one, an absolute banger. All of You're Not Alone. My God, <laughs> this is one of my favourite songs 
ever. You're not alone. I'll wait till the end of time. Open your mouth. I listen to this once a week. What? Do you really? Everyone love it. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> once a week. And I love her voice. I tried to research if they'd done much more. Like, I love it. That... Do you not love it? I love that song. I don't know anything else about them. That's a guilty pleasure, all of us. No. Okay. Right. Anything else? Do you like that song? Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. I love the. Does that the. They have amazing. Amazing. But our voice. Once a week. Easy. Right. Shall we get into Charlatans? Yes, please. Okay. So the original members are from West Midlands, formed in 1989. However, Tim is from Manchester. So and they you o- can tell. So they often get pulled into the Manchester movement. Les, are they Man- Manchester or not? I oh. think so. Okay. Because of their first albums. Okay. Like, if you think of tracks like then, only one I know, um, that's definitely of that ilk. Okay. So the original lineup was John Brooks on drums. Uh, he was a constant until 2013, which we'll talk to a bit later on. Martin Blunt on bass. Uh, he's constant. Rob Collins on keyboards. Another sad story about him and, uh, yeah. later, unfortunately. He was replaced full-time by Tony Rogers, which we'll get into a bit later on. John Baker on guitar, replaced by Mark Collins in roughly 1992. Baz Ketley, uh, he was replaced by Tim Burgess in 1990. So... They made it through on the success of Indian Rope, which found them a record deal with Beggar's Banquet. Then, boom, they released The Only One I Know, which went into the top ten and gave them a number one album. They often, people, including myself, you forget that they've had a number one album that early in their career. But, fantastic song. Following this, they toured and hit the same snag as Suede, having to change their name whenever they went to the US. So they were called the Charlatans UK. Highly imaginative. Yeah. yeah. Um, between 10th and 11th, went to number 21 in uh, April 1992. Oof. Didn't do too well. Probably because, look, there wasn't the big hits on this album. No. Weirdo did okay. It got to number one on the alternative songs song. chart. Um, apparently this time Martin Blunt suffered a breakdown which may have come through on this album being a bit moody and that's according to the prideofmanchester.com late in 92 Rob Collins was arrested for his part in an armed robbery he claims he had no knowledge of what happened until his friend got back in the car he was sentenced to 8 months however only served 4 did you read what happened? no he was just sitting outside a, a convenience store or something like that and his mate came out and jumped in the car so yeah but Jeez, <clears throat> did you get me on my Twix at least <laughs> Jeez, that's what you were in for <laughs> so while Rob was away the band released Up To Our Hips which went to number 8 in 1994 oh, what's your thoughts on that album it's not one of my favourites still a good album I don't think that's really a bad Charlene's album no I don't but think I, don't, so I think it takes a bit of a dip like the first two for me okay um, in 1995 they released a self-titled album it went to number one in September 95 as well as in, as well as the number one The Charlatans is rated number 84 in Melody Maker's top 100 albums of all time wow I know 
Select ranked the album at number 17 and it's end of year list of the 50 best albums of 1995. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> in sad news, when they were recording the Telling Stories album, Rob Collins was killed in a traffic accident on the 22nd of July 1996. Allegedly, he was in another car racing the other members of the band. Unfortunately, no seatbelt. But just, like, I mean, I was sort of thinking about it. Imagine... You're in one car, he's in the other. There's an accident. How do you, how do you how do you recover? How do you carry on with that? Yeah, that's devastating news. Um, they were due to play at Nipworth a couple of weeks later. They went ahead with it and they drafted in Primal Screens uh, Martin Duffy, and we touched on that a couple of episodes ago with Matt sending us through his yeah, thoughts right. on um, yeah. So the album, this album is universally loved in. Pitchfork in 2017 ranked the record at number 29 in the list of the 50 best Britpop albums. Number 29, and we're at number 30. Isn't that crazy? Oh, you see, we know what we're talking about. (laughs) All you haters, no haters. (laughs) Um, The album was also included in the book A Thousand and One Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. The magazine Loaded, remember Loaded? I used to buy that all the time. Were awarded. They awarded the Charlatan Single of the Decade for one to another. Oof. Single of the it's Decade. Great song. Also on this album, Tom Rollins from the Chemical Brothers provided the loops for one to another, telling stories, as well as working with Richard March from Bentley Rhythm Ace on With No Shoes. Good old Bentley. Um, after telling stories, Melting Pot, like I said, went to number four. Us and Us Only, October 99, went to number two. Wonderland, September 2001, went to number two. Can we pause for a second and talk about this album? Yeah. So, I haven't listened to the Charlatans in a, in a long time. And I was like, oh, Charlatans, okay, put it on. Wonderland is a brilliant album. Yeah. It is just... And If I Fall is a beautiful, beautiful just song. Awesome. Up at the Lake, May 2004, went to number 13. Simpatico, April 2005, went to number 10. They just bang out albums. Yeah, they do, don't they? Consistent band. Like you said, I don't... And of a consistent level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you Crossed My Path in May 2008 got to number 39. It got to number 39 because it was given away for free. I don't know if you saw this. So they contend that they came up with the idea to give away music for free, like the pay what you want idea, before Rainbow uh, Radiohead did In Rainbows. Right. Apparently the two did it the same. One said they did it before the other. Um, but the idea behind... Because you're like, why would you give an album away for free? Apparently the idea is get as much publicity as you can, get as many people turning up to your gigs and you make your money through a large tour and you sell out as many as you can. That's how you make the money back. Ooh. Yeah. Who We Touch uh, was re- uh, released on September 2010, got to number 21. Uh on 15th, sad news again, on 15th of September 2010, John Brooks collapsed on stage in Philadelphia. When he got back home, he was diagnosed with a brain tumour and started chemo. Sadly, in August 2013, three years on, John passed away at the age of 44. 44. Peter Salisbury, previously of The Verve, who had been covering since John was getting treatment, is now the replacement drummer. This band has just had such a story. Yeah, I know. Um... Modern Nature, uh, February 15th, uh, number 7, and Different Days, June uh, 2017, got to number 4. Les, you gave it 7.5. I like I gave that. It, yeah, and it's I gave it 8.5. Right, Tim Burgess. Yes, please. <clears throat> Go on. 
Can I talk about it, please? Of course you can. So Tim Burgess, um, I am a massive fan of him. I think he's so cool. <laughs> and I used to... Yeah, because obviously there was him and there was, like, Liam Gallagher, but that whole... I used to sing one to another, then the only one I know in front of a mirror with a cagoule on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm happy to admit it. Why? What was I it? wanted what was to it? have that swag- his swagger, like just everything about it. It's funny you mention that swagger because we'll get into the videos. He has such a swagger. Such what a swagger. Amazing swagger. Okay. Um, so I'll dig into him a little bit because I thought, you know, I'm a big fan of the Charlottes, but I am a massive Tim Burgess fan. Go on. And I found out some interesting stuff that I didn't know about him, right? Okay, go so. On. He was initially the lead singer in a band called Electric Crayons before he joined um, the Charlatans. Okay. Um, some um, collaborations that he's done, and I thought I'd talk to you about because you like this. He's, you probably know, he's contributed twice to vocals to the Chemical Brothers. Has One, he? yeah, Life is Sweet on Exit Planet Dust, oh. and the boxer on Push the Button. Oh my god! Yep. Alright. Um, and he was also on I Was Born on Christmas Day by St. Etienne. Okay. Um, this is what I didn't know, and I found this out recently. I just found this out the other day. He's also a member of another band, and you know what they're called? Oh no. The Chavs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's got. What's a Chav? Chav is a Bogan, is a Ned, is a. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but he's in the band with Carl um, Barat from the Libertines and Jamie Rednal- Reynolds from the Claxons. Oh, we talk about the Claxons and the, the Klaxons. Libertines. Okay, um, they've been together since two thousand and eight. Okay. Still haven't released an album. Said it will come one day. <laughs> so I wait for that day. Okay. Um, but digging into him, so we all. What's your per- just before I get into this? What's your perception of him, right? So if you don't know enough, if you didn't know about him, what would you think? I a couple of different personas. So in the nineties, he's he comes across as this cool, casual, like he's just like I said that swagger just seems like. When I see pictures of him now, he seems a bit out there, like a bit unusual, you know, yeah. like. Some of the haircuts that he sort of has, and the way he dresses. yeah, but the way that he dresses seems a bit unusual. Yeah, go. So his persona is probably as you'd expect in when he was at the height of yeah. pop. So he, a bit he's of a lad. bit of a lad. So he's written an autobiography. So I've got a couple of bits from it, but um, <laughs> he states that he took cocaine every day for a decade. Whoa! He would drink at any time of the day. Vodka for breakfast. He'd fall asleep with a bottle of wine next to me on the floor and he was really out of shape. He said for him the turning point was in 2006. A doctor told him he was facing permanent damage to his health. Gee was. And this this next part says a lot for his, like, like willpower. Because normally... Oh, yeah, I think I read it. Yeah, yeah, go. So he went all out. He gave up drugs, drink, cigarettes. It was all difficult, but he doesn't miss them. Wow. He went on a 21-day detox. Wow. And he's never come off it. Really? So he drinks, like, spirulina shakes. Oh. He has healthy food. And now the best part is he's got into transcendental meditation. He meditates like this 20 minutes for every day, and he has done 
for at least the last over 10 years. What is that? Well, what is that indeed? <laughs> so I was like, that, what is that? It's mental. So I thought maybe it's just like, you know, you see all those apps now, like that, um, like headspace, like meditation, oh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. mindfulness. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I thought maybe it's like that. Yeah. Nah. It's not. So a little okay. bit, but a bit more hectic. Okay. So it's a silent mantra meditation introduced by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Okay, cool. In the mid 1950s in India. So he's one of those spiritual gurus. Yeah. Um, and the practice involves the use of a mantra okay. for 15, 20 minutes, twice per day. And you sit there with your eyes closed. Right, okay. Over and over and over in your okay. head. And he swears by it. Really? So he said he got into it. He said he was at a party. He yeah. was chatting to someone. Mm-hmm. And he used to just get these things that were coming out of his head and he'd be a bit bored. And yeah, he okay. got chatting to this lady and she mm-hmm. said, oh, I do this. Oh. And he's like, oh. And he said, as soon as I heard about it, it would be something that I'd love to do. Oh. I don't know why. Why? With that, if someone told me about that, I'd be like, back in a minute. Bolt. <laughs> um, what do you like? I, I can't. I've tried to, to meditate. There's a lot of like, if you really dig into it, there's a lot of like, oh, it's a bit of a cult, it's a bit weird, there's zero health benefits, don't listen to it. There's so many different sides to it. But but if it works, it works. If it works, right? Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing. My brain, I, can, I can't turn, and I know that's the whole point, I can't turn off my brain. You're not meant to though. So the whole point is you're supposed to be able to accept the fact that you can't and by doing that it becomes less and less. So I've tried to do it sometimes like that mindfulness in my head you can imagine. (laughs) So I've tried to do it and then I was like that. I forgot onions. Like that's what happens in my head. Yeah. So but that's okay (laughs) because as long as you acknowledge that apparently that's fine. Are you a napper? Or do do you? Hate them. I can't do it. Can't do it. I lie in my bed and feel, I'm like... But if I do it, I feel worse when I wake me up. Me too. I'd rather just play one. I, but also I'm like... I Have could, a shower. I could be reading a book. I could be playing on PlayStation. I could be doing anything. Why am I lying here doing nothing? Yeah, and even if I'm really tired, I'll feel worse. Yeah. Some people can say they can have a quick nap and they feel better. I don't no, know. no, no. I'll play one through. Same as you. So now he's... You know, yoga loves it. This whole um, meditation. Good on Spirulina him. shakes. Different... And they've been touring loads, right, over that oh, whole time. non-stop. And creating music. There must be temptation <clears throat> at every step. Must be. Yeah, but you're right. he's 51 now, though, right? 51! Wow, you would never think of being 51. No. no. That's incredible. So he's like, you're probably over it. Oh, but if... Well... You'd probably prefer a spirulina shake than a line of coke when you're 51, <laughs> if you're honest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a little lie down. But I'll do a bit of meditation. It's just, a, it's just a nap in the corner. No, 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 I'm meditating. Um, well, they've been together, what, 30 years? And they're touring now, right now. The one thing I think is really lovely about the charlatans is that they've been together for so long and they've had so many ups and downs given what's happened oh, tragedies of the band. Oh, about it, yeah. And when you read interviews with them or you read even what the journalist says, they generally love each other. He lived in LA for 10 years yeah. and didn't lose the bond. Yeah, yeah. He's back in the UK now, yeah. living in London, but they, they've maintained that and they generally like each other. It's not gone like they hate each other, they split up, they don't. Like, they generally like each other. They're probably like family mm. and it's been 30 years, mm. all of those albums, mm. probably different stages of life, lost close friends yeah. through tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think is amazing. Uh, I told, yeah, totally agree with you. Um, 
Tim is a fascinating character. Like, and the other thing is, they're not an overly political band. No. You know when you read interviews with some of the bands, and we, we've done that, they are they, they come across really offensive or political or... Anytime you read an interview with the Charlottes, they just seem like nice guys. Yeah, and Tim's very open. Like, he doesn't hide anything, no. you know. All right, so he... Did you know he's done four albums? Four solo I albums. Know four. Four. Wrote two books... And he has his own record label called O Genesis. I knew about that. That is mental. Do you know what I love? I think the cutest thing is, is his Twitter. Every morning, morning tweets. Like he says morning to every morning, right? It's not gibberish from your boy Liam Gallagher every morning. That's but just a genuine says good morning to everyone. That's cute. So nice. Um, his latest album is called As I Was Now. It's actually really good. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't. It's actually. really good. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. Um... So as I was talking about, the band are still together, they're touring now, there's no mention of any sort of new album at the moment. There is a documentary on this album telling stories called Mountain Picnic Blues. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find Ooh. it, unfortunately. But, you know, if you're a big Charlatans fan, definitely go out and see that. Should we get into the singles? Go. Oh, I love talking about Tim Burgess. That was awesome. He's a ledge. Uh, one Hashtag two... legend. Cool. One to, an... <laughs> one to another was their first single. Number three, it got two. 7th of September 1996. The video, it's not very good for people with epilepsy. <laughs> it's my comments. It's black and white with flashing lights. The band are all playing and Tim singing. Looks to be in a car park or abandoned building. North Country, second single, went to number four. Released in April 97. They're in the States. They're walking down the street, uh, singing to the camera. Tim... I mean, you're walking down the sidewalk and it looks to be like New York and they're singing to the camera. The rest of the band are just walking behind Tim. Tim is just all up singing, swaggering, just just brilliant. Doesn't care. How High, number six, uh, 21st of June, 1997. They're in a forest singing. It's very psychedelic. Kind of feels like a Beastie Boys video. Um, and there's a, there's a black crow that's flying around the band and it's from his view and it's all very psychedelic. Very good. Telling Stories went to number 16 in November of 97. It's live from a festival. I'm going to guess that it's the Phoenix or Reading Festival. So four really good singles. Shall we get into the album? Boom. <laughs> uh, With No Shoes is the first track. I've been walking... With no shoes. That's nice. Said every Celtic fan ever. <gasps> you can't say that. <laughs> oh no, please. We've done so well. <laughs> 20 episodes. <laughs> oh. oh, I just couldn't help it. Because we used to sing it to Celtic fans and we were going on the, you've only one shoe, you've only got one shoe. <laughs> so, so that's what I think about when I hear that song. Oh, I've got a funny story about Celtic fans I will tell one day. Yeah, well. Right, so I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, yeah, go. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. So I once worked, um, so we're from Perth. There is a football club, soccer club. In the UK. Never say soccer. I don't know. Well, some of our no USA and Canada listen to Well, us. they should know better. Okay. Football club called St. Johnston, right? Yeah. And I used to work there. Um, selling, so did I, behind the bar. Selling programs. I used to do that. And then I used to work in the, what do you call it? Kitty shop, which is like the pies, bovril. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, right. can, the 
Kiosk. Yeah, kiosk. Kiosk, right? So you used to get your, like, your hot dogs or a pie or whatever, right? So Celtic were in town. And I was in the sort of West Stand, right? And so at the end of halftime, you close the shop and you have to take all the pies. Um, they all collect all the pies and they give them away to the, to, the, to the homeless, right? They collect them and they give them away. Anyway, so I'm there. I'm young. I'm like really, really young. And... Um, a baby basically carrying these pies past these Celtic supporters. Oh, no. The stadium is packed, no. like absolutely packed. Oh, no. Thousands of Celtic fans. Anyway, they start singing "Who Ate All the Pies" to me. Oh. Thousands of fans start singing <laughs> "Who Ate All the Pies." <laughs> Who ate all the pies? You? Yeah. Really? Oh dear. How, got, how did you feel? Terrible. I got spat on too. They spat on me as well. Yeah, that's... And I'm like, that's I, I don't even support St. John's. This is just a job. I'm just a it's kid. It's a good job they didn't know you support it. Oh, jeez. Anyway, that's my Celtic story. I felt horrible after that. Yeah, well, that's all I think about now when I hear that Charlotte song. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lose some people after that. Right. Um, what did you think of the song, Leslie? Yeah, I do. It was a great song. I like the song. Great Decent start song. to the Good uh, start to the, to the record. Chorus is really catchy. I gotta say, the charlatans' lyrics, I sometimes struggle to understand what they mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, I don't know. So, this one, Stone Me, and may you always have no shoes. And I would rather just for you be in a taxi driving miles from here. The stars who play with laughing say goodnight. I know God is on your side. I'll be the devil, make you, make you mine. I just don't understand. Yeah. I just don't get it. Don't suppose you have to. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, with new shoes, uh, I really like this yeah, song. Yeah, play it. Play it. North Country Boy. Controversial. Oh, you don't like it? Annoying. Hey, oh, country boy, what do you <laughs> That's care horrible. about? You say this there. Nah. Don't like it. I, don't, I, I want to like it. I sometimes do, but it's that whole, need no country boy. Okay. Um, I like it. It's a catchy song. Don't like it. Lyrics, how many ears must a young girl have? I know she hears you cry. I know she hears you laugh. Itchy and scratchy, come running up the alley. If you'll be good, I'll be good to your daddy. Itchy and scratchy, can we talk about them for a second? Cool. How do you know Itchy and scratchy? From the Simpsons. Oh, done. Oh, done. I didn't think you'd get that. Um, Did you know that they're an Australian band? No. I will play it to you after this this episode. Itchy and scratchy are an Australian band formed by... Paul Mack? Remember Paul Mack? Oh, no, okay. He's an Australian dance guy. And Andy Ranson. There is an album called Hooray for Everything. There is a song called Other Planets, which is probably... So they're an electronic stroke dance act from Australia. And that song, Other Planets, has to be one of the rudest songs I've ever heard. Ever. Ever. I will play it to you after this episode brilliant but yeah Itchy and Scratchy actually if you if you like electronic music listen to them they are actually really really good North Country Boy I'm going to play because I dig it
And we're <laughs> telling stories. Love this song. Love this song. Love, love, love this song. Look. Uh, I love the start. The, the start is just brilliant. Uh, Tim's vocals are awesome too. Is this your favourite song on the album? No. Why? Because it's not. <laughs> because of... Alright, okay. It's one of them. Look, I, I've got a, I do really, really like this song. My favourite song's next. Okay, yeah, so is so mine. But I do really... I forgot how good this song actually was. Um, I'll be there in the morning. Can't you see I'm telling stories? My sweet angel's mm-hmm. everlasting true love ways. While others turn to others, introduce you and walk right on through. I really want to play Talents. I love yeah, the start. Yeah, you got to play Okay, okay here we go. Is that what you used to do in front of the mirror? 100%. Bake a goo on. Sipped up. Oh, right. Such a banger. Such a great song. And it holds up so well. The lyrics, love I adore you, always looking for you, and I'll be there whenever you need me. Be my spider woman, I'll be your spider man. That is genius writing. Um, so that's your favourite song on the album, I take it? Yes. Okay, let's play one to another. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. You're a big girl now. Skip. <laughs> Why is it a skipper? It's a skipper because it's, it's a bit. Um... Oh, do you it's know... an acoustic quiet number. Yeah, it's just sometimes these songs. I don't get anything from them, and that's why I skip them. It's not because they're bad. It's not because I go, oh, that's horrific. Okay. I'd probably let it go, mm-hmm. but okay. <laughs> There's two things. So there is two. There. Are... <laughs> How do I get this? Explain this. When I'm in the car, I'm in a confined space, it's up coming at me, and I'm doing nothing else but driving. I can't distract myself, can't, I'm just there. You're focused. That's when I skip. What do you I mean? I do not want to be in the car, on my own, driving, with a song I don't like. Right. Or, or it isn't a favourite. I want every song to be great, I'm in the car, no, no. When I'm at home, and I'm reading a book... You'll let it go. Or I'm... I see what you t- mean. Like, doing so like cooking, put sun away, I let it go. I understand. Unless I hate it. And then I walk about with a thing in my pocket so I can skip it. But very rarely would that happen because if I'm playing something, I normally kind of like it. Okay, good. Um, But yeah, so that would be at home, not a skipper. In the car, a skipper. (laughs) So I hope that makes sense. It does not. I actually understand that, right? Um... I, look, I think it's I think it's nice. I think it's a good song. Like I said, it's not a skipper, but it's I won't play it. All right, I don't mind it. Tim's vocals really nice on this actually as well. Um, how can you leave us? Okay, it's okay. It's a good song. It's okay. It's not. I really like the it's melody. Not a skipper though. That would stay on in the car. Okay, good, good. Because oh, that's I, a good way to describe it. 
I actually, it's a really weird one, this song for me, because I really enjoy the melody in the song, but the vocals don't match. Don't, they match it, but they're not as good as the melody behind it. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, I don't know if this is about someone leaving or someone dying. Darling, you live to learn. Hanging on all our words. Promise me you'll be home soon. I could rush through the city to you. Won't find you in this world catching dinosaurs. No saint will save you this time round. I only wish you were here with us now. Yeah. Oh. I know. Um, I really want to play this song. I actually quite enjoy this song. Fifty-one, Liz. Love it. Do you? I love it because the Charlottes always have a track like this on their album. They've got Sprost and Green on another album. They've always got this kind of. They've always got an instrumentally type psychedelic type yeah, yeah. track. I mean, I like. I don't it. like it. I uh, yeah, I've got. I really like the start. I think it's great. Uh, it's a nice little interlude. It's really good. Uh, and the two-minute mark where the organ comes in, all oh, it's in. Great. Am I playing this? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't gonna. All right, area 51, here we go. How high? How high? Can you this guy? Love it. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Right. I got a sidebar, right? I hear the song... I don't hear this song. I hear the Prodigy's Dark Chamber Sessions version of the song. Oh, oh, oh. What are you... Okay. So, I was listening to the album this week. And I'm like, how high? And all I can hear is the version in the in the Prodigy Dark Chamber Sessions where they, they mix like... It's a huge amount of samples underneath all, all these other songs. The how high has this really big bass line behind it. And then it drops into the Prodigy's Poison. Right, ah. and it it just bangs. So when I hear this track, my brain goes straight to the Liam Howlett Prodigy version of this song. Interesting. It's so. What do you think of the Dark Chamber Sessions? I haven't listened to that. What? You've never listened no. to it? Have I? Ninety would have. Nineteen ninety nine. It came out. It came out when I was here, and it's six tracks, and basically within that it has a whole bunch of samples. That's like Chemical Brothers, Prodigy. It's a lot of hip hop in there. Has like the Sex Pistols, um, Charlatans. Like it's all these different types of music mixed together. No. No. Don't think so. Was it not you who was telling me the story of seeing Liam Howlett by himself at Team the Park or something like that? Apparently, wasn't that good. But anyway, Um, so you like how high? Love it. Okay, I wish I could play the the Dark Chamber, but I won't. I'll play the original version. Here it is. Only teething. Really like this song. Really? Yep. Uh, catchy. I really like his vocals on this. It's got a really nice... It's just a kind of... Certainly not a skipper. I don't know what the lyrics say. I haven't really paid a lot of attention, but... Um, this yeah, to beautiful. me... Yeah, I've gone. I really enjoy the start. 
I've got a note here that the Charlatan songs always start really, really well. Um, it's not bad. It's not great. Um, the breakdowns are always good. The last two minutes is really good. To me, it feels more like a B-side. Um, it's tough. Do you, think, do you think Only Teething is worse than You're a Big Girl Now? No, I'm playing them. I'm not playing them both. <laughs> like, this is way better than that. What about... So, I'm going to give you the choice. You've got Get On It or Only Teething. Which ones do you want me to play? Only Teething. Oh, damn it. That's one I didn't edit. All right, I will play Only Teething. And then get on it. What you shouldn't you be so presumptuous. I well, I think yeah, good point. Good point. And I should have known coming into the Charlottes because I also I I try and do my prep and I cut 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 cut, and then I come in here and like I don't want that song. I want this song. Ah, oh, come on, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, what do you think of get on it? Um, it's a good look. It's better than you're. I don't skip it. It's a good track. I don't know if it should be there on the album because I want I, I, because how high you come out of high high going to only teething and I really like that. I want a cracking song next. I okay. want a belter. Okay. And you don't get it. Okay. Okay. I've got a, yeah, it's decent. I love the breakdown and guitar solo at the two and a half minute mark. The change of direction at three and a half minutes and the build to the end of the song is is really good. Um, lyrics are quite good as well. You know what? I, I, let's sneak it in. Let's play this as well. All right. Okay. Last song, Rob's theme. Yeah, sad. It is very, very sad. Um, look, my, I can't say anything bad about it because of what it the is. circumstances behind it. Do you think? Uh, do you? Th- my only thought on this is: Do you think they maybe should have moved this one a little bit more forward in the album, and then had another track to end the album with? No, because I think what I the fact they've put it there, the fact that they've actually done it is deliberate. Is deliberate, yeah. and I think it's beautiful in the fact that they have, <laughs> and I think it's a very fitting tribute to a long-standing band member and a friend. And I think there isn't really anywhere else you want to have it on the album. Yeah, okay. Um, it's not going to be like anyone's favourite Charlatan's track, but it's it should be there. Okay. Um, and that's why I don't even really want to critique it too much because I don't think they've... It's obviously personal to them and and I think it's okay. definitely should be there. I think it's actually cracking that they did that. So, you know. Okay. Uh... Well, we'll play that to take us out of the episode today. Um, did you have anything... Like, we've talked about your sort of opinion on the album itself. Did you have this album? Yes. Yes? Yep. It was huge. Like, everybody had this album. It was a massive album. And I... I... Didn't buy it for a while because I didn't really like North Country Boy. I found it really overplayed. Yeah, I um, I liked one to another, but I'm glad I, like, I did buy it. Um... It was huge. Yeah. I do remember it being huge. Okay. I used to love how high though. Um but yeah, just North Country Boy used to annoy me. Okay. 
Let's get into some reviews. Negative, there's nothing major. If anything, it's more around the way you feel about this that you go, actually, maybe one of the other albums is better. Um, so this is Fair Ye, three out of five. This relatively famous charlatan's album has never been my actual cup of tea. I've tried and tried it a couple of times. I remember that How High was a sort of hit, but I've never considered it an essential charlatan song. The same fits the rest of the album as well. I kind of like the style, but the songs are way too average. For example, on Up To Our Hips, there is another rider up in flames, which I like a lot. While Us and Us Only features My Beautiful Friend, that sounds very good to me as well. <gasps> Forgot about that song. That is amazing. Okay. You've got to listen to My Beautiful Friend. Okay. None of the tracks on Telling Stories is even close to those. You're a Big Girl Now is one of the best, while on the other hand, Area 51 is one of my least favourite tracks. That may be all I can say. Let Telling Stories play in the background. That's all right. Okay? Uh, Positive. That's harsh. Okay. Positive. His latest flame is the name of this. Five out of five. Britpop's best kept secret. I don't know if there's anything secret about the album, but for some reason... It's not a secret. It's, it's not. not a, bloody overplayed album one, for. What are we talking about? For some, for some reason, this outstanding record is often overlooked in surveys of Britpop that cite Oasis's What's the Story or Pulp's Different Class as the movement's greatest achievements. Telling Stories is not only the charlatan's best record, it's one of the best uh, British guitar albums of the 90s. Oofed. Sakos. Uh, five out of five. Greatness in the face of adversity. Telling Stories, the charlatan's fifth album, continues on the greatness of their previous self-titled album, especially considering that midway through these recording sessions, keyboardist Rob Collins was killed in a car crash. The band soldiered on as a quarter and produced another one of their best albums. From North Country Boy and With No Shoes to Title Fight, Get On With It, How, How High and Two of Us, this is a fantastic album from beginning to end. This, along with the self-titled album, are high points from the mid-period and essential for fans or anyone who wants them to get into this great band. Can I go back to the first review and the guy was saying, he said about how how high isn't that sort of track that you think about the Charlottes, right? I'd agree with that. And I think that's why this album um, will probably not be my favourite because the Charlottes that I love, apart, you take one to another out, right? Mm-hmm. The tracks I love sound so different to North Country Boy and sounds so different to um Got it. Yeah, um, like My Beautiful Friend's a great song. I actually forgot about that one. But some of their older ones, like Over Rising, then I mean then I think's my favourite Charlotte song. Okay. You've got Weirdo, which I spoke about, and then you've got um the other like even tracks from albums after this sound more like the Charlatans than This one. Like yeah, it's weird. It's like that's, it's it's their popular music moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I okay. think this, this is, yeah, they're accessible. Okay, accessible. I use that a lot, but it's the truth. This is the most accessible Charlatans album because there's nothing there. Like some of those other tracks are a little bit too indie, or they go off a little bit, especially some of their instrumentals, and they go a little bit. Um, off chops a bit, but this is very accessible. The average punter in the street could walk in HMV and buy that and be okay with it. Agree. And what you've just described is me. This is the album that got me into the Charlatans. Yeah, right. Okay. What did you give it? Seven. Seven. What did I give it? Stupid. Seven. Eight. Right. Okay. 
Uh, have you seen them live? Yes. How many times have you seen them? Twice. Okay, talk to me about that. Once um, back in the UK, okay. and then the second time here. Oh. I saw them at the Metro. Okay. Probably about, ooh, easy five, six years ago. Okay. And with a good? I went with one of my old bosses from work, actually, who, who's a big fan. He's from Manchester. Okay. Probably about five years older than us, so he's, like, a huge fan. Okay. Um, oh, Tim Burgess was amazing. <laughs> And it was the Metro, so it's not big. No, it's a small venue. Um, but it was rammed. Okay. Would be. Um, yeah, they were they were brilliant. Okay. And they played all their belters. Okay. I, you said that they, they were touring last year and we didn't go. I know. I know. I said, I'd love to see them again, and I, I think we'll get to see. Yeah, them I think again. they will because I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. Exactly. I've saw them a few times, but only as support, never the main feature. Mm. Uh, so the band. Still touring, thecharlatans.net and at the charlatans. Uh, they're in Europe right now. The album itself is £13 and there's two, it's a two-disc edition now they've brought out. Um, are they on Spotify? Yes, but not this album. It was, but for some reason it's not there anymore. Maybe that says a lot about what they think about this. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for next week's? Oh, I'm struggling now, right? Because Yeah, these, these are smaller albums. I think you're going to struggle. Because well no because we're probably getting into the ones that I love now mm-hmm. like we're man I've managed to get rid of some of the other stuff because mm-hmm. like what number are we at now? Oh now you're asking I think it's twenty nine. Right we're in the twenties. I think. Right these have got to be good albums. I think I'll have to check that. So yeah. I doubt any of these will be rubbish. Yeah. Okay. So I struggle but I, I, I doubt it's one of the bigger ones. Still a bit low for that. Oh. Okay. I don't know but I'm excited. I'm excited. The very first episode, this is one of the bands that you were surprised about how good they were. <gasps> Gene. Gene! Oh, look at that! What? I remember that because it sticks in my head. Because no. I always liked Gene, but I forgot what great songwriters they are. Okay. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh-huh. Because it's the same, I think we're getting into the same trouble we did with the Charlottes. What album? It's, well, it's going it, to be it's, either it's Olympian two. or Dawn of the Deep End. Okay. You remember your ratings? I personally prefer Drawn of the Deep End. So but the... Olympian was their biggest song. Correct. So. Ooh, where does it fall? <laughs> the album we're going to cover next week, Gene, Drawn to the Deep End. Drawn to the Deep End. Okay, both. Good. I mean, it's great to talk about Gene. Fantastic band. But we can do it. I'll just do... We can talk about the other one. Olympian as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we will. We will. Um, drawn to, again, for me... Beautiful. This is what drew so me into Gene. Right. Right. I think Gene, right? And I know it's too early. It's not even the episode yet. But when I think about some of the bands we've gone through and we've spoken about um, songwriting, they have to be one of the best mm-hmm. lyric... Mm-hmm. Lyrically based yeah. bands. Yeah, the music's obviously great, but whoa, they can write a song. And this is a highly emotional album whoa. that had some serious back into it, so it has a lot of depth to it as well. So we need to do this one justice. <sighs> All right. So next week, Gene drawn to the deep end at Britpop Banter on Facebook and Twitter, and send us an email if you want Britpopbanter at gmail dot com. Ratings, put one through for us if you'd like and send us your guilty pleasures or ask us anything questions. Liz, you doing all right? Well, I'm good. Okay, anything else? I'll hopefully be better by the next one. You better be. 
People are sick of your sniffles. I know, it's pants. All right. Uh, Done. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye.